0: at the very outset of this I told you that that the title of this series is Race, Religion, and Racism and I told you without giving you any in-depth details I said that the word racism technically speaking is really an economic thing and not a color thing however in this nation what we call racial and color prejudice has been handed down to us under the overall title of racism. So when we think of color prejudice, generally speaking, people think of racism, but technically they are different things. Okay. Now, and i have to apologize in advance for the possibility of mispronouncing the name of some of these authors i'm pronouncing them the way they look to me and so i want to apologize if the author happens to hear this broadcast or friends it's not a deliberate something on my part to mispronounce but you know a lot of times things are subject to what the person wants it to be called anyway you know so i'm just doing the best i can anyway in his book Uprooting Racism by Paul Kival Copyright 1996 by Paul Kival New Society Publishers Gabriola Island BC VOR1X0 Author Paul Kival who happens to be white make some very illuminating statements about racism in the United States. I want to use some of them along with some very profound statements by Dr. Claude Anderson along the same lines. I believe these statements taken together will set the stage for our study on the subject of racism. Many people seem to have the idea that we should treat racism as if it didn't exist. But sad to say, It is very much alive and unfortunately doing quite well here in the United States of America. On page V1, Roman numeral V1, Mr. Kival says, quote, our society has been built upon a foundation of racism for so long that it's become part of the landscape. Always there, seldom acknowledged, end of quote. That's a very interesting statement coming from a white man, don't you think? On page Roman numeral X1 or XI, he continues by saying, and I quote again, before I wrote this book, I accumulated a long list of reasons why it was an important project. Racism is pervasive, its effects devastating. The need to fight against it, urgent. People of color are being blamed for our social problems and attacked on all fronts. Recent immigrants, African-American women on welfare, youth of color, and affirmative action programs are just some of the current targets of white Anger. It seems like gains we made in civil rights and social justice in the 1960s and 1970s are being rolled back in the 1980s and 1990s, end of quote. Y'all listening? Raise your right hand if you're listening. On page one, he further states, and I quote, as white people, oh, y'all, I don't know. If I, you know, I don't think I better read this. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can handle this. Now, see, if a black man wrote this, what I'm getting ready to read, y'all, people would just pass it off. But this is not a black man's writing we're reading from. This be a white man. Okay.
1: Come on.
0: I quote as white people. We do many things to survive the heat. We move to the suburbs. Put bars on our windows put locks on our hearts and teach our children distrust for their own protection. We believe the enemy is out there and we can be safe in here. We never talk about what it means to be in here with other white people and why we are so afraid of people with darker skin colors. Out there since we don't talk about our fears we are precluded from doing anything effective to put out the fire end of quote see this is an honest white man telling the truth and that's the only way this mess is going to ever get cleared up in America is by the admission of and then taking action against it. Now again, I'm not really talking about society because I'm a preacher of the gospel. I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm really interested in the church and racism in the church. But remember that the church is made up of society. You know, people that go to churches, they also live in the suburbs. You know, with the locks and stuff you know now these are indeed revealing comments I wonder how many white people can be honest enough to admit that these are their secret thoughts I doubt seriously that Mr. Kival is alone in this kind of thinking on page 2 Mr. Kival hits the ru- bullseye with this statement "Quote, racism is often described as a problem of prejudice Prejudice is certainly one result of racism, and it fuels further acts of violence toward people of color. However, the assumption of this book is that racism is the institutionalization of social injustice based on skin color, other physical characteristics, and cultural and religious differences. I I want to read that again. However, the assumption of this book is that racism Is the institutionalization of social injustice based on skin color, other physical characteristics, and cultural and religious differences. Now get this, white racism is the uneven and unfair distribution of power, privilege, land, and material goods favoring white people. Continuing on, another way to state this is that white racism is a system in which people of color as a group are exploited and oppressed by white people as a group. End of quote. See, white people have to correct racial prejudice and they can't do it from the suburbs if you want sugar salt or spices to affect the dish that you're cooking or baking or making you got to get the sugar and the spice and the salt out of the sugar bowl and the salt shaker into the dish that you're cooking. You get that analogy? Suburbs ain't going to cut it. You're going to you're gonna have to get in here where the, where the pot's boiling. And that's, see, that's what the church has not done. The church has abdicated its responsibility. White churches left the inner cities that used to be basically all white or certainly predominantly white. And they left. And I hear Jesus saying, you're the salt. Now, what good is the salt in the salt shaker? You got to get the salt in the ingredients. So, since you're the one that took it out to the suburbs, you're the ones that are going to have to bring it back into the inner city. And I'm talking. I'm talking now primarily about the church. Not. I'm not. Concerned with society as such. I'm concerned, but I'm not, I'm not dealing with society. I'm dealing with the church, because the church is the same thing. I mean, they left the inner cities. You don't have no white churches in the inner city. You ain't got no white churches, as it were, in, in, in the hood. It wasn't always the hood. huh? It wasn't always the ghetto. It didn't become the ghetto till you left. All right, let's go on. On page three of the same book, Mr. Kaivo makes another interesting statement: Quote, racism and anti-Semitism are two primary, closely related tools that groups in power have used to maintain their advantage. End of quote. He goes on to say on page 29, I quote, there are historically derived economic benefits too. All the land in this country was taken from the Native Americans. And it wasn't black folk who took it. He goes on to say, much of the infrastructure of this country was built by slave labor. Listen, incredibly low paid labor, if any at all. Or by prison labor performed by men and women of color. Much of the house cleaning, child care, cooking, and maintenance of our society has been done by low wage earning women of color. Further property and material goods were appropriated by whites through the colonization of the West and Southwest throughout the 19th century. Through the internment of Japanese-Americans during World War II, through racial riots against people of color in the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, and through an ongoing legacy of legal manipulation and exploitation. Today, men in—this is not a black man. Drop your rock. This, 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 We're we reading this is from the pen of a Caucasian. Caucasoid. So don't, don't, don't be getting upset with me. Going on, today, men and women and children of color still do the hardest, lowest paid, most dangerous work throughout the country. And we white people, again, depending on our relative economic circumstances, enjoy plentiful and inexpensive food, clothing, and consumer goods because of that exploitation. End of quote. Brother is hidden hard. But see, he can speak with authority because he be one of them. So he be knowing what goes on in these secret meetings behind closed doors at the dinner tables that us black folk would never be privy to. Of course, unless you have a Texaco. I ain't saying no more. (laughs) I just said that's, you know, I just said Texaco. I (laughs) mean, moving right along. Now, that's an awesome statement. What we just read from a white man. You would have to be deaf, dumb, or blind not to recognize the need of dealing with this racism issue. Someone has to do it, and I have been drafted on page 30 on page 30 Mr. Kivel points up another important bit of information I quote it is not that white Americans have not worked hard and built much we have oh watch this now but we did not start out from scratch we went to segregated schools and universities built with public money we received school loans VA loans, housing and auto loans when people of color were excluded or heavily discriminated against. Watch this now. He goes on to say, we, talking about white people, we received federal jobs, military jobs and contracts when only whites were allowed. We were accepted into apprenticeship training programs and unions when access for people of color was restricted or non-existent. End of quote. Now, I, I said, see, it's an economic thing. This whole thing is economic. And I said it before, but, but I want to, and I'll be saying it periodically. We, black people in America, are absolutely a unique people. No, 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 listen, listen. We are, we are a special people. Now, here's why I say that. Because To have achieved what we have achieved with what we had to start with, we are a miracle. Now, here's what I mean. See, after the civil war, In 1865, when we were emancipated, we were supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. That's true. I said, that is true. That's not a figment. That is actually what was going to happen. It was documented and written down. And then they killed Abraham Lincoln and your next president that came up, vetoed the idea. And we were emancipated with nothing. 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 We started out with nothing. And look what we have achieved. And I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to say, see, somehow they innately know that. And they know that if we ever let these black people get equality, that they will take over. They will be on the top of everything. And watch this, watch this. Every place they have let us in, we rose to the top. Every place, every place, and I—I I, I knew this. What I'm getting ready to tell you, I knew this in my mind. But uh, over the holidays, we—I had an opportunity to put it into operation. I think everybody in America knows about the game called Monopoly. Anybody ever play Monopoly? Raise your hand. Oh, look, look some some of of these old stiff, stiff uh, 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 aristocrats, even when I said Monopoly, they got a big smile on their face. Hey, let me say that again Monopoly. Well, you started out with $1,500, and we started out with nothing. All right. Yet, look what we have done. Be proud of yourself. And here's a man telling you the very thing from that culture, from that society, letting you in on the real inner workings of this mess. On page 39 of the same book, Mr. Kyvo makes a blockbuster statement. He, watch this, now. he sums up in one sentence the cause of all of our racial problems. Now you better be sure you got your seatbelt on. I like to fell off the chair when I read this. When I was doing my research and I read this, I almost I slipped off the chair, man. I had to grab myself. This, this, this is. Ooh, boy. I don't know. Listen to this. I quote, Racism is caused by white people, by our attitudes, behaviors, practices, and institutions, end of quote. Amen. Whoop. There it is. <laughs> And see, it can never be fixed. It can never be fixed, either in the church or in society, until those who have been perpetrating the crime admit to the crime and repent of the crime and make restitution. Now, this is a white man. This is not some angry black revolutionary making these statements. And this stuff is in print. This is not clandestine information that I picked up in a back alley somewhere. I gave you the name of the book, copyright, etc. Friends, that statement says it all. Like it or lump it, take it or leave it. That is the way it is. This is the real underlying reason for racism. It's not about color, it's about power. And see, the color thing has been blown up just as a dodge. That, that, that's been used as a smokescreen for the clandestine crippling of a whole nation of people. Dr. Claude Anderson, who is black and the author of the celebrated book, Black Labor, White Wealth, in a public meeting held in the Crenshaw Christian Center Faith Dome, said almost the identical thing that Mr. Kival said in reference to racism. Dr. Anderson, speaking to a mostly black audience, said, and I quote, I want you to understand that you are in a very highly competitive situation. You're going to be competing to survive and prosper. And that's what racism is all about. Contrary to what anybody tells you, and I just saw a definition of racism in the Washington Post just last week, who is a noted columnist, who is a conservative, and what he was really talking about was prejudice and discrimination. He wasn't talking about racism, but he was mystifying the word. That's why I finally figured out why he's always on the wrong side of issues relating to black folk. He thinks a black person can be a racist. A black person cannot be a racist. Now, he's not saying black folk can't be prejudiced. See, see that's you gotta understand the difference. Didn't say black people cannot be bigots. That's a different thing. See, and that's where we see the words have been mixed together. So we thought that racism meant racial prejudice, but it's it, it, it. You got to separate the two. Otherwise, you can't ever fix it. Okay, listen again. A black person cannot be a racist. Racism is a power relationship between groups of people. That's all it is. It means that one group of people have control of so much wealth and power and resources that they can deprive, hurt, injure, and exploit another group to benefit itself. Never in the history of the earth have black folk ever controlled that much resources where they have gone out of their way to exploit, injure, and do something to whites. So therefore, racism only started in the 16th century. When they began to commercialize slavery against blacks, that's when racism started. There was no such thing as racism before that. Oh, yes, there was slavery, but not racism. There's a big difference. You got to understand that. See, why do you think they call this thing in America? You need to go and read this book. Why do you think they call this thing in America the peculiar institution? There has never, ever in the history of planet Earth ever been anything like black slavery in America they called it the peculiar institution no slavery anywhere in the world was like the slavery in america and that's what they call it they call it the peculiar institution peculiar because ain't nothing else like it see you didn't even know that all right now watch this there was no such thing as racism before that the other thing you need to know about racism is racism comes from the word race race means group so whenever you hear people talking about you cannot prove racism because someone fires you from a job they are absolutely right and the power structures and all of the white think tanks in washington know that that's why you can no longer prove racism because racism does not apply to an individual it applies to a
1: group racism is frequently described as a relatively modern concept Rising in the European age of imperialism, the subsequent growth of capitalism and especially the Atlantic slave trade of which was a major driving force. It was also a major force behind racial segregation in the United States. 19th and 20th century racism in Western culture is particularly well-documented and constitutes a reference point in studies and discourses about racism. Racism has played a role in genocides, such as the Holocaust, the Armenian genocide, the Rwandan genocide, the genocide of Serbs in the independent state of Croatia, as well as colonial projects, including the European colonization of the Americas, Africa, Asia, and the population transfer in the Soviet Union, including deportations of indigenous minorities, indigenous peoples have been and are often subject to racist attitudes. No said. By the way, go to the video description